Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. We're going to go ahead and get started. This is Ivanya Easley with the Closet Chronicles, CEO and founder of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about the grind behind the glam and digging a little deeper into the industry from retail, e-commerce, and a tech perspective. We have a special guest today, Venus Austin of Blank Wardrobe. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, E. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in. I want you to, you know, introduce yourself and tell us um, about you, your brand, and, you know, your offerings and what do you do and why you do it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, but I'm uh, Venus Austin. Like you uh, said, I'm the owner and founder of Blank Wardrobe. And Blank Wardrobe is a women online women's boutique that specializes in um, foundational, versatile, um, kind of classic, basic pieces. Our mm -hmm. philosophy about how you can maximize your wardrobe. So a lot of our pieces can be used to build your wardrobe or can be added to enhance your wardrobe. Um, we're also about um, empowering women. We want women to feel confident. We always talk about like style confidence and yes. you know, really utilizing something that you have to do anyway. You know, We all yeah. have to get dressed. So why yes. not leverage something to add to your confidence and your yeah. personal brand? I love that. I love that. Now, how long <laughs> have you been in business? So we are coming up on four years, complete Congrats. years, September 28th. Yes. That's okay. Our so coming up. Uh, that's yes. what, this week coming up, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't believe it. Are doing anything special? Um, we always do something like, of course, you know, we, you know, do the social media thing. Yeah. Uh, we might have a surprise sound, something like that. Okay. I don't know when this will go live, but. Okay. Yeah, we we uh, we like to week. do yes, <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, next week yeah. it'll be live. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So th then there might be you know enough time for your listeners to uh, follow us and kind of see yeah. what we have going on. But we always do a little something for that day. Awesome, that's what's up. Well, you know, it's always a big deal to one survive entrepreneurship because it's definitely yes. ebbs and flows, ups and downs, and we've all had a crazy year. Entrepreneurs yes. and not, but especially entrepreneurs with what happened in the last right. year. Um, what made you start Blank Wardrobe? It's something that, like fashion, like I really love fashion style. Like I, I, yeah. I absolutely love the the business of it. Um, yes. I love, of course, the creativity of it, but also the business of fashion. You're you're into the business of fashion, so you understand it's yeah. not it's not always glamorous, but it's like. I don't know. It's a it's an industry that needs a lot of problem solving and, and yes. behind the scenes. So you get to kind of be creative and also strategic at the same time. So that's why I, I, I you know, opened up Blank Wardrobe. But really, yeah. because since I was little, I always just was interested in fashion. I tried to get away from it, went to college, did the whole pre-med thing, thinking that I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> And <laughs> did your parents want you to be one or you thought you wanted to be a doctor too? I thought I, I honestly, I thought I wanted to be one. E. I really thought I wanted to be, you know how you, I don't know if, if you can relate to this, but like, I always knew I wanted to do something in fashion, but mm -hmm. I didn't think that it was something that I could do and make money with. Oh yeah, definitely. I did too. Right. When I first got into business, um, 
that's why I have 20 years experience, but only 10 years doing it for a living because the first 10, I was just doing it for fun on the side because <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I'd be able to actually ever live off of it. Plus, right. it was like pre-social media. So it's kind of like you can't be what you don't see and you're not exposed yeah, to. Yeah. Yep. Even knowing that other, like, I never knew anybody who worked in fashion. The most creative yep. thing I knew growing up was like, you could be a makeup artist or a hairdresser, but. Yes, yeah, same, same. And so that was for me, like, and plus in my family, you know, I'm from Detroit, like city property. Oh, okay. So, so you got hustled in because I ain't yeah. met a Detroit <laughs> so, girl yet that ain't successful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in that hustle culture, just never, it, it never, you know, fashion and hustle in Detroit, at least. It just didn't go together. To your yeah. point, it was like the cosmetologist. Um, so, you know, everybody was doing hair and makeup and yeah. things like that. So I didn't have, to your point, I didn't have an example. Uh, my parents, like my dad worked in the auto industry and my yeah. mom, you know, she had customer service jobs and things like that. So I just didn't have anyone in my family that was an entrepreneur um, and doing what I aspired to do. So yeah, being a doctor was just kind of like what you did. Yeah. Um, what kind or, of doctor you wanted to be? I'm just curious. I, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> what made you pick that? <laughs> because I have a I friend started... that's an orthopedic surgeon though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, because I I knew I I kind of liked the cosmetic surgery okay. like realm. But I didn't, I didn't want to be that kind of like doctor. So I was like, what can I do that's kind of like reconstruction ah, um, okay. type of yeah, surgery and really help people, you know, uh, and that kind of just stood out to me. I, yeah. How and far then, did you get into that journey? I, I, I went two years in undergrad and then um, chemistry, organic chemistry took me out. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Girl, I thought um, she was about to say, I was in my second year of medical school before. No, no, <laughs> well, no. you got I'm, out before it got too, too intense. Exactly. Yeah, no, I was able to pivot, still graduated within my exactly. four years. And, okay. you know, but um, I, you know, at that point, I was like, shoot, like, I, you know, now fashion, like it kept on coming up. So I started modeling. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I just realized, like, had an agency in Chicago, had one in Michigan. Um, but just realized, like, I didn't really like to be, do the modeling thing. I didn't like necessarily being in front of the camera, yeah. but I was so into, like, the, the business side of it. Yeah. yeah. And in the clothes. And so um, then went a couple of years, child, everything but fashion, fell mm -hmm. into marketing heavy, heavily, which I absolutely love marketing. Um, and then I was just like, you know what, let me stop playing and just do this. So I, I did a blog. I was a blog fashion and beauty blogger for a little bit. Okay. And then I was like, I didn't really care for that either. And I was like, <laughs> let me just open up this, this shop and okay. fell in love, fell in love. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> now, what is one thing, um, that you didn't expect about your business? Mm, that's a good one. Um, What's well, one thing I didn't expect? I would say one you know, of the things that... a lot of times we have a preconceived notion of like how it's going to be and then reality and what we thought usually don't line up. Yes. No, I, I would say... Not completely. <laughs> you, you know, you're 100% right. I would say inventory management. Like okay. it's so much that goes into getting inventory and, mm -hmm. and you know, now I'm embarking into manufacturing and yeah. it is so much... And I did not, 
I didn't realize. I just thought, okay, well, uh, you see something cute, you go to the vendor, you buy it. Yeah. You know, um, you 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 have an idea, you sketch it, and then someone creates it. It's so much that goes into buying inventory yeah. and you know being able to predict it based on your business model, yeah. and then like creating and manufacturing pieces is a whole different beast. So it's yeah. Yeah, that would be it for me. You're right. The manufacturing, because I had a clothing line and I sold it years back. So I get the manufacturing piece is more in depth than what I thought too. Because I thought the same thing, like, oh, I'm gonna draw it. Somebody's gonna make it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it was like, you know, what's your tech pack? Expect? Yes. Uh, it was like, wait a minute, what? What language are you speaking? So exactly, curve for sure. And I think. That is one of the reasons I even made this podcast is because I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. Sometimes I feel like on lives, it's so short. I mean, these are short too and to the point, but I feel like a lot of times we still be skimming the surface with lives or conversations where a podcast, you can try to dig a little bit deeper, drop some gems. Um, even though they're short, take something from it. Like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I want to be a designer. What? Let me look up this yeah. Let me look up specs and what I heard in this podcast because obviously it's deeper to it than writing out a sketch. Right. Somebody gonna make it. Right. Get it started on choosing fabrics, buying the fabrics, oh. the yardage, knowing how many yards to buy for how girl. Yes, yes, that is exactly. I was like, oh, so like your manufacturer, they don't go and get the fabric for you. You have to do that on your own. <laughs> and if they do, they're upcharging you for it. If yes. they're like one of those, like, oh, we full service, blah, blah, blah. They're not doing yeah. it for the goodness of their heart or for free. Mm, no, <laughs> not at all. I, 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 Yes, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. since you have gotten into manufacturing, when is that collection coming out then? Um, I, I, the goal was to try to have it, uh, honestly around our birthday, but, um, just with every COVID, you know, yeah. it's affecting a lot of things. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping As so it, it's now because it's totally different than what it was before COVID. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I'm thinking like the target would probably be top of 2022, uh, with the holiday season I've, I've pivoted. So we have that going on in the background. And then yeah. in terms of, cause see what people don't also think about is you can get it made, but then the marketing aspect and yeah. launching that, um, is a, is, that's a whole different thing. It and really, it's a lot. I stress that to, uh, cause you know, I, I used to teach at a, a fashion school, um, and mm-hmm. I taught fashion design one-on-one and more of the business component because the rest of the classes were all about like sewing and making it. And that right. was, I stress to the students. It was like, you know, you can be a designer and make everything yourself, but while you're making it, who's doing the pre-marketing so that by the time it's made, you got people that want to buy it. Exactly. Figure out like, is it worth me trying to sell everything myself and market? Or do I want to put somebody on marketing or do I want to put somebody to make it while I focus on letting people know it's coming? Because by the time it comes, you want to be able to have sales, not make it and hope they come. Because that was one of the mistakes I made when I started my line. And I just, which is why I started teaching, because I learned so much because I was learning as I went. Yep. Yep. I mean, and that, and you're right. And so um, for me, like, and I will say, being four years in it, doing the kind of wholesale route before the yeah. manufacturing piece, I, I kind of know, um, yeah. you know, the process a little bit better. So I'm not coming as a complete newbie to business. Yes. 
So that that's been really helpful. Um, but yeah, it's something that you have to you you have to pack that into your launch. Just yeah. making the clothes, the marketing. So um, I say that to say top of twenty twenty two. We're we're on to holiday. Uh, yeah. Holiday at blank. We're we're gonna drop some new um things during the holiday that's specific to the holiday season. Yeah. So, I, I need to focus on marketing and getting that together. So. Of course, of course, because holiday is right around the corner. So, um, which yeah. We'll talk about the events once we get off the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how many pieces that you are you starting with when you uh, drop in the top of the year? So it'll be two. I, like I'm trying to see, do I want to talk Two. It's going to be two pieces that's going to be that's going to work together. I'll okay. say that. So are it, they it, coming in multiple colorways? Not to start. Okay. Yes. Um, but that's it's good be- starting um, small because I feel like that's another thing uh, people have misconstrued like, oh, you know, I want to be a designer and I'm going to come out with a 20 piece collection. And you're looking oh. at like, you know, New York Fashion Week and Milan is like, do you know how much money's behind those brands and those companies that, that they can yeah. make 40, 50 pieces at one time? Um, yeah. Those are like machines at that point. Um, exactly. I'm always like, use the example of a uh, DVF. Um, Diane von Fritzberg yep. came yep. out with the wrap dress. That one dress sold like a million in the 70s. Yes. Still popular to this day before she tried to go build a whole collection. Exactly. And that and that is so I'm glad you said that because I think people you get so caught up in like the social media, like yeah. the kind of fantasy yeah. of like, especially with fashion and you see yeah. all these things like you're looking at Zara and you're yeah. looking at like who making new outfits every week. Exactly right, and so you think that your small business, or even like you said, DVF, like sometimes building off of one product and making different kind of variations of that is the not smarter approach, but it, it is, is the timeless. Is you the look, timeless you say it, it <laughs> because the reality is, especially as a small business, and if you're a small business of color, majority of the time you don't have enough funds. To yep. be making those kind of mistakes of like, I'm going to make a 30 piece collection starting out mm-hmm. when nobody, you have no brand. So we don't know who's going to want to buy you off the rip. That in itself is a process. So right. start small and make people want it. And if anything, have a wait list and have people anxious mm-hmm. for your things and build off of that. Right. And that, and that's exactly. And then blank is more on that level of like, yeah. um, like dvf like where we we're more like we have some trendy pieces but it it the foundation of all of our pieces is very classic so if like for example a lot of elevated to me your line gives elevated i don't want to say basics because i don't mean basic and like basic but elevated like instead of me going to get a top from h&m zara any one of those that i can layer with a jacket or with right statement piece as elevated basics that I can invest in that I can pair with so many different things that I could dress up that I could dress down and it's not so trendy that by next season I'm not gonna be able to wear it no more and that's exactly that literally is exactly the core of our brand so to me that's what I think of when I kind of your brand versus if I want to oh I just want to get some super trendy for the moment but I know by next season is out of style. That's not hey. that's not where I'm gonna come for you. I'm gonna come to you 
to layer and have those foundations. That's what I mean. Elevated foundations. That's better. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, we we use basic in our um in our copy. You good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the foundation pieces that you're gonna build off of, like a great leather pan or skirt in a black, brown, gray, white, you know, stuff you can build off of is classic, is always gonna be in style every season. Exactly. Yep. I love that. That's us. <laughs> I'm excited about uh, you starting to, um, you know, make your own pieces as well and integrating them with the pieces that you're buying. Um, and like you said, yes. being able to build those uh, capsule collections. A lot mm -hmm. of people are wanting to have almost like a uniform. Um, exactly. Yep. And being able to build their style of like, okay, I don't want to be overwhelmed with so many different options. But being mm -hmm. able to have those elevated foundations and add and layer to them and build off of them gives you some way to start. Yes, and that's exactly what. And then when you have a kind of like foundational wardrobe or uniform, you never walk into your closet and feel like you don't have anything to wear. So that's a, yes. another thing that we kind of push to is making sure that that's why we tie your style to your personality and we, you know, make that yeah. like, apparent because once you start dressing for your personality yeah. adding some trendy pieces here and there you will never you are rarely walk into your closet and, and be like I don't have anything to wear because yeah. everything is versatile everything is um you know you can build upon and it fits you it completely yeah. fits your personality so yes I love that and I mean obviously as you know with me being a stylist I don't own any inventory anyway so yeah. <laughs> what we keep the key with us and our clients is showing them how to style themselves yeah I was stressed it's not about having a lot of clothes mm -mm. it's more about knowing what to do with the clothes that you buy Exactly. If you know what to do, you won't feel the need to be like, I don't have nothing to wear all the time because you know how to build your style. So you'll be able to make it work and then know what you should be buying when you do need to add to your wardrobe. Exactly. Yep. We're right. right we're right there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. What is um, the one of the biggest challenges that you have found since starting your business? Inventory. Build <laughs> <laughs> the inventory. Yeah, uh, dig a little bit deeper with the inventory as far as like I know you meant inventory and management and I get it but because I think sometimes we talk in the terminology of the industry and yeah. if you're not in it you don't like okay what do you mean inventory and what is so hard about it yeah no um in part of it is because it's, it's top of mind I think for me it's just like as you grow like I think people yeah. don't realize that um at your business is not if you're doing it right it's not going to stay at the same level as yeah. how it did when it first started. Yeah. So you're going to grow. And as you grow, the demand is going to increase. And yeah. so as that demand increases, you're going to have to buy more inventory. And when you, when you buy inventory, you're not just buying things because they're cute necessarily. You're yeah. buying them, you know, thinking about your customer, you know, how they're going to react to it, you know, how they're going to interact with that piece or if they go, they're going to want it. And then you have to de determine how many um, pieces you're going to have in stock yeah. for your customer. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people think that when you're shopping for your boutique that, oh, my God, like I'm going shopping for myself. It's going to feel exactly. the same way. That in itself and, is a word and a whole lesson in yeah. itself. 
of you're not buying like you're not oh, your boutique is not an extension of your closet no uh whatnot it is who is my customer and who is if your customer is you and you basing your customer off of you then you got to find people that like your style but exactly. ultimately the goal is whoever my customer is that's the kind of stuff i'm gonna buy i stress that all the time as a stylist mm -hmm. my job is to dress my clients as the best version of themselves not many versions of me and nor do i exactly. even want to dress anybody like like me and my own style is unique to me, just like I want right. to make their style unique to them. So they never feel like I'm dressing them like all the same or like my next client or like me, but just the best version of them. Exactly. And and all of that goes into um, when I say inventory, I, like it's some pieces that Blink has that is not necessarily my style. So yeah. when you see me, um, you're going to be able to tell I own the brand because you're going to yeah. be like, oh, it matches. But yeah. there's certain pieces where I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily wear this every day, but my customer yeah. would. Um, yeah. Because, yes, blank is mine. So there's going to be some influence in my style into what I choose. But for the most part, when I'm shopping, I have my ideal customer in my head. And yeah. I'm like, is such and such going to buy this? Yeah. And so that that's what so and that can take that takes a long time. Yeah. So shopping. It, it takes, it can take me, like, sometimes it can take me a week to decide yeah. that something's going to be added to the shop. Um, yeah. And building collections, which, uh, you know, if you go to our store, we have, like, our Blank Basics uh, shop, yeah. our accessory shop. We got our, of course, our fall winter shop. Um, yeah. And then we have our Blank merch. So we have, we we categorize our things into collections because yeah. it's easier for people to see it that way. Yeah. But then also when I'm shopping, I'm thinking about how it was already with, there. Exactly. And yeah. how would it play well with the other pieces there? Because you want your customer to be able to go to your store and be like, okay, I can get that top, this bracelet, uh, you know, the, these bottoms or this dress with that hat, that type of thing um, and get it all in one you know place and it and makes that's sense also how you're upselling at the same time exactly that you're selling your pieces and you always want to be able to upsell somebody when they're um on your you know your storefront your website on your assets you want to be able to yep. upsell yep like if so i go do a closet i'm gonna immediately be like okay so now that we did the closet now we need to go ahead and shop for the shopping is the upsell exactly no seriously and so you you do so it's a lot of a strategy that goes into it and I think exactly. it's a pain point that I think you never really get over because yeah. you're you know as you continue to grow like right now um I you know we're out of stock and you know it's so like I'll drop something and it'll sell out um yeah. and so I'm thinking when I'm shopping I'm like okay y'all I bought x amount of, of these so it should I, that should take me into the next week that's yeah. where we're at currently and yeah. then it'll be something that someone loves and then that only takes us into you know the weekend and so yeah. now I got people on Instagram or emailing me like when are you going to restock when are you going to restock yeah. well restocking yeah. for me means that I still have to wait one or two weeks to work with my um, vendor to get yeah. the item so it's yeah. it's, it's a, a good problem game. to have it's a good yeah. problem to have but it's you know, as a business owner, that's something that you don't want to consistently have. So yeah. you got to fix it. So exactly, exactly. So it sounds like growing pains. And so now it's probably like, oh, I used to order 50. Now I might need to step yeah. up and order 100, to <laughs> yeah. be, you know, ahead of the curve, or at least to make sure I have enough. So I don't have as many people on a wait list or whatever the case. Right, is. right. Yeah. And then that even to your point, wait list, like blank doesn't, 
of course, with the pieces that we manufacture, those will, the wait list will be even more relevant, but we don't yeah. have, um, we don't do wait lists, but yeah. I, I've been, it's been top of mind because of yeah. things that we have coming up. I um, mean, also yeah. just because, I mean, is that another strategy to keep yeah. people in the fold? Um, yeah. You know, is that something anyway? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a possibility, I guess, just, you know, like you said, reading the data of your business. Right. And like, oh, well, you know, it's enough people that maybe I do need to make a wait list. And then mm -hmm. you can also be able to see, okay, well, how many people are on the wait list? Now I know how much mm -hmm. I might need to order based off of what happened last time or even the pre-order thing. Yeah. Where you're showing pieces and getting a pre-order so you have a better gauge of even what how many to order yeah uh, pre-order and wait list i mean they both have their pros and cons yeah yeah it can be a catch-22 depending but i yeah. think it work them just right i think that my problem with pre-order with some brands is that they pre-order and then it, they know it ain't coming out for 90 days okay no now like come on <laughs> Or oh, whatever. <laughs> December and July, okay? Um, right. right. The pre-order, but I don't want it to be pre-ordered to damn near next season. Uh, <laughs> and you know what, E? Like, seriously, that is kind of why I haven't pulled the trigger. Because I think a lot of brands recently, um, that's been when I'm... Because you do your research before you implement anything into your business. So yeah. I've been researching it and I see that and it's a number one cu customer complaint. It's yeah. like when I finally got it, it was beautiful, but I waited th three months to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And by that time, I might have canceled it. Just depending. Exactly. On, like if somebody I know, I'm going to give them more grace because I know them and I, with me being a business owner, but I find that customers, if they're not business owner themselves, the majority of them are not, they don't look at it from our perspective at all. Sure don't. Like, they they really and, don't. And I'm a customer and I pay for this. I don't have it. I don't got time for this. And now you're making people irate. And that is yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had a customer who got mad because they put the wrong address. Oh, I hear that all the time. Everybody yeah. on a boutique. <laughs> Hello? or whatever yeah yeah no uh it, it's it's funny to me i'm like so you you're mad at me because you put the wrong address and didn't catch it until it literally was supposed to deliver to you and now like we're in this situation like it's so I funny just so. Drive to whatever address you did put i hope they have your package okay. exactly <laughs> like yeah it's so funny so funny no, I really enjoyed chatting with you. I mean, and we only scratching the surface because there's so much that goes into business. <laughs> um, but today, look, we learned about inventory today. And <laughs> the data as far as the people and what you need to do and possibly thinking about pre-orders and wait lists. I just think um, at least my last thoughts on pre-order and wait lists is I don't mind a wait list if the wait is not too long and I don't mind pre-order if it's not too long. But my thing is, <laughs> As the designer, boutique owner, whatever, if you know you're working with the vendors and they tell you it's not going to be ready to December, can you at least say the pre-order going to happen in November? So it's yeah. like one way almost instead of, oh, I'm going to put this cute item out and then, you know, it's pre-order. I'm going to take your money. And like, I have to follow up and be like, hey, I think I want to cancel because I ain't even heard them from you. I have, And then all of a sudden it's shipping. Then. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I've seen that too. Stuff. I be keeping notes on like, what did I order? Because I be done forgot I done ordered some and it ain't came. Same. Uh, ordering too much stuff. So I make a little list like, okay, these are the places I ordered from. Follow up in a week or two to see and make sure you're, because I be done forgot. And be like, wait a minute. Right. I ordered some, like spend, ordering so much stuff, you can't even keep track of everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah no it, you're right all all of what you said is right and that's part of the reason why I'm you know I'm careful about you know because one of the things we get all the time is how fast our people get our stuff yeah. um and our in our level of customer service and so I don't want that to be diluted by you know yeah. doing something by, like that so because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean I know pre-order uh, on a business perspective can be good one because you have an idea how much you can buy yep. you have the money up front but yep. it's yep. like is it worth it to lose a customer our customers if it doesn't go according to plan especially as a small business yep. every customer is is, is super important yep. when you're small exactly. so exactly yeah. they don't give us the same grace that they'll they give don't on or a big department store and the bigger stores i mean they can't really afford those people because they got more bills but they can in yep. regards to hey you know if it don't get fixed oh well that you lose them it's not like northman's gonna go out of business if they lose one customer exactly right Where, and people give them more grace customer but that word of mouth of bad customer service can spread far and in between and that's what you don't want to happen exactly yep <laughs> Because people love to say bad stuff, I think, before they say something good. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. Especially when you first start out, it seems like they are waiting to have an issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I'm, 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 I, I, my hat's off to all of y'all with product because yeah. I don't have that issue as much as I have it when I order something for a client and it doesn't make it um, or is not getting here in time. I mean, the client, of course, is a little irritated, but it's not, I don't own the product and they know I don't. So it's kind of like, Hey, the vendor didn't get that piece, but here's an alternative that I got for you. Where y'all right. necessarily just go and buy a different alternative to make up for it. So yeah, yeah it's different. different. Service issues. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's but you know the thing is, I, like I would say, we have been blessed to have um, some great customers. One. And then two, I, I always said that customer service will be one number one for yeah. us. It's yeah. it's value more than the product. Yeah, so for us. I yeah. agree because I mean, at the end of the day, that is what keeps us in business, being able to do what we love. Exactly. So I'm always like, one, I treat people how I want to be treated and the kind of mm-hmm. stuff I want, and then two, I just think that has got to be the most important thing because that is the lifeline of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. That is a. I enjoyed this conversation. Of course, we about <laughs> this kind of stuff all day. Yes, uh, but I thank you for your time and your insight and sharing your knowledge. Um, and of course, much success and happy early anniversary on four years. And I'm looking forward to our collab, whether it be uh these next two events or in 2022. <laughs> yes, no, I am excited about uh 2022 and yeah, all the work that you're doing. You're I, I see you, I see you, I see you. <laughs> Thank you. And I see you as well. I've been peeping out the pieces. I was like, dang. I mean, I like my dress. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, dang, maybe I should have held out for that little cold shoulder top, the uh. skirt. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I could always just order more. I'm trying to put myself on a shopping punishment, though. But that's another story. Because we'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, you need to 
need to stop buying for yourself and focus on your clients. But right. <laughs> I really enjoyed you. Thank you again. And um, I'll, of course, tag you when this goes live and it'll go live next week. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. No, I enjoyed having you. Thank you. I'll chat it with you later. All right, bye. Bye.